Hey everyone, this is Marissa Phillips from Y'all Heard, and um... Hey everybody, rate us on iTunes Five stars is a charm And why not leave us a voicemail 570-POD-1 Doesn't matter what you say in your voicemail We promise we'll appreciate it, we don't get many, thank you Hey everybody! Oops. Hey everybody! <laughs> this is y'all her. She got me. She got me good. Podcast... <laughs> I got confused. A podcast where me, Marissa Phillips, and me, Pete Phillips, are not relatives. Hmm. Interesting perspective. I switched it up a little bit. And this is a show where two friends get together with shared interests and ideas, and each other. And we spread that to you, the listener, through tiny droplets in the air. No, wait, that's the coronavirus. <laughs> we spread through tiny soundlets in your ears, which will infect your brain, but in a good way. <laughs> uh, side note, or just important note, not all of the things we discussed are shared interests. <laughs> <laughs> in other words, we tell you things you didn't know. You needed to know. Pete, tell me about your day or your week, whatever you want. Uh, Marissa. Yeah. This evening I will be thinking of you fondly as I bake cookies and try to decorate them in a timely manner. Woo, nice. What, timely for what, Thanksgiving? Tomorrow. (laughs) What's tomorrow? Oh. Tomorrow's when I wanted to give them to somebody, so we'll see how that goes. But, um, but yeah, I still remember having a table full of cookies and you and I having to decorate all of them. And like starting really ambitious and then just getting sloppier and sloppier. Yeah, just scribbling at times. Um, we mean decorating with, I guess, icing? Anyway. Yeah. What's the alternative? Today was weird. Like sprinkles, maybe? Um. Mm, mm. Yeah, yeah. Why was today weird? I'm just kind of in like a bit of a like frantic rush rush right now. Uh, unlike my internet, am I right, Marissa? <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke. So <laughs> I'm trying to uh, like mentally catch up, but t- mm. twice this week I forgot meals. Like I wow. thought I ate them, and then I was really hungry, and I was like. You can't have more food now. You just ate food. (laughs) That's interesting, Pete. Are you okay? Today was lunch, and I think on Monday it was breakfast. Huh. Breakfast I've forgotten before. Never loved lunch. It's one, like, once in my life. Then, like, my eyes hurt from staring at a computer screen all day, even though I'm working from home now. And so I sat on the couch, and I closed my eyes, and I woke up an hour later. It's fair. It's fair. That counts as lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> but, of course, I woke up to discover that no one had done anything while I was out, and a bunch of stuff of came through. So I think that's where I started being frantic, because I was trying to catch up with all that stuff. And I put it, I'm put i putting up Christmas already, because because um, I want it to be done when I come back from Thanksgiving. Yeah. So I'm slowly working through it right now. 
I don't have as much Christmas stuff as I thought. It's hard to believe I, I used to throw a party. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I love decorating for Christmas, but... So this new apartment I have is great, and it's clean, and it's... Like, I don't have any, like... Uh, I had apartments before that had, like, mice and stuff. <laughs> this one is, like, really clean. However, like, sometimes I see, like, tiny spiders, like... Like mm-hmm. really small ones, so I'm afraid to put up a Christmas tree, and then like my mind just goes to dark places. Yeah, you're so psychotic. I all I have is a Snoopy nativity about myself, and I'm going to live out all my Christmas dreams in my boyfriend's house against his will. <laughs> so can't wait for that. We'll do that for Thanksgiving weekend. And uh, speaking continue. of bugs, Sorry, though, I, I was on the phone with my mom today, and she was like, <laughs> and I was like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> <laughs> Which is a dumb question. And she was like, you should see the size of this bug. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. I feel bad for your mom because she doesn't have someone else living there to kill it for her. So she had the bug spray. But my mom's technique with bug spray is to um, soak the bug in bug spray. So <laughs> gross. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay. I mean, other than that, I've been having a fine time. I just can't remember... What what it all entails? <laughs> okay, no, that's fine. Working from um, home, I think I told you that. Um, yeah. So yeah, other than that, I, I I apologize to anybody in my life who's listening and is like, hey, how come you didn't mention this wonderful thing that happened? Um, I watched two entire series. It's only talking to like one person. There's no one. There's like a very small list of people that are in your life that would be linked to a. Wonderful. Actually, the people I'm sort of apologizing to are Alex and James because I can remember James's message, and then Alex sent uh, uh, left us a voicemail with some uh, suggestions, some topic suggestions. Um, but James, this was actually after our Halloween episode, and I forgot it last time. But he called to let us know that while he was listening to our show and listening to the part that he talked about. And that we a talked ghost about. came out. He heard a loud bang in the other room. And the picture fell. Sure, yeah. I mean, we can add that to it if you want. Oh, <laughs> oh does it? Okay. A little girl knocked on his door and said, Hey, you talking about me? I heard you were talking about me. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Okay. Thank you. Our Halloween spe- uh, special was a success. People that... Never listened to our show before, and will never listen to it again. <laughs> For this uh, upcoming week, we are going to thank ourselves by probably taking the week off. But if you wanted to call and leave a thankful message, <laughs> then maybe we could work we'll with that too. That. Your week, uh, go. What? Your week. My week? Oh, is that a question? <laughs> Your week. <laughs> uh, oh, I forgot what I was say. I also don't really remember what I did, but uh, today we had one of those work Zoom calls, which I always do something inappropriate on. I have to say, I didn't do anything too outward inappropriate this time. Uh, I will say I got tired of everyone talking about mushrooms. That's fair. And seasonings. Not shrooms, just mushrooms and seasonings. So I started like texting one of my other co-workers and then we started making fun of people in the chat but like they couldn't see it 
But then I forgot my face was visible. So I was noticeably like laughing at people at inappropriate times and kind of like doing gestures specifically to that one person on Zoom. But then like everyone could see me on Zoom. Yeah. So I just think I made myself look more antisocial. Like I said, not the most interesting thing, but I just, I just, it just grows. It just gets worse and worse every week. <laughs> so it's okay. Uh, and other thing I was gonna say, I love my mommy. And so, okay, no offense to my family, they're all awesome and they're fun, but I bring a energy to that house that's not there when I'm not there. Right. Uh, I'm really silly and I'm loud and I'm a bit dramatic. And while it's a lot for us to live together, when I'm not there for a while, like my brother's like, I don't even want to decorate for the holidays because only you like <laughs> really appreciate it. And like my mother's like, I want to play games for Thanksgiving and wear hats and no one wants to. I like, I'll wear hats all of the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then I was like, what do you mean wear hats? She's like, I wanted to make paper hats. <laughs> and I was like, paper hats and then like my brother's in the back of going like we're not wearing hats and i was like mommy i'll zoom you what kind of hats you want and then my mother who by the way always just wants to eat and dress normal on thanksgiving but i think they're like missing that kooky energy so bad they want to like take it into their own hands um she said something and i didn't have the heart to tell her it's not politically correct <laughs> so she's like i want to make a hat like pilgrim and indian hat and I was like, instead of saying, no, don't do that, I said, oh, you know, you should make turkey hats. And then I sent her a whole bunch of turkey picture hat, pictures of turkey hats. Good. And, and then she goes, oh, that's so cute. But I want to make Pilgrim an idiot hats. And then I realized my mother won't put a picture on social media. And I won't put a picture of my mother on social media. But I will. <laughs> <laughs> and while I might tell her. Or I might just be like, it'll be contained in my house. And I'll tell them afterwards. <laughs> so, we'll Okay, see. so on the day of, if you're Zooming with them, you say, Mom, that hat looks great. You look like an indigenous person. And that's how you <laughs> get around it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But that's a yeah. great indigenous person's hat. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, maybe do that. I was just like, but I was like... Or send her a link to like a website that says how to make <laughs> an indigenous person <laughs> oh, headdress. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Um, but I was thinking, like, the way I imagine she's going to make an indigenous person hat is, again, I'm not equating them to this, but I imagine the way she will make it will be a few steps away to me telling her, why don't you make that a turkey hat instead? So, like, I'm hoping, I'm hoping I could just keep indirectly directing her to not do something in politically incorrect. Yeah. Uh... Not problematic. So, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. But she just said it with such innocence. I was just like, I don't have a heart to tell you. Because then I feel like if I tell her, she'll be like, I'm just not going to make any hats. Fine, I'm not going to make any hats. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, maybe I'll send her a hat. But I was like, no. Don't be annoyed if I send them hats. Just tell her to take one of, the, one of the hats, one of the Indian hats, <laughs> <laughs> next door to the Trump-supporting neighbor. Yeah. And maybe yeah. they can break bread over a shared... <laughs> Disdain for indigenous people. <laughs> uh, did I? I told you right that she she uh, closed down her personal Facebook. The neighbor. Yeah. Oh, nice. All right. Definitely because of me. However, she yeah she now just posts stuff on this like 
uh, group forum that I, me and my mother had been in, in part of before. It was like about posting pictures of your backyard. But sometimes oh, she makes right. posts, and when I look at it, it says this is not visible, either because it's only visible to some people or it was deleted. So I like to think she makes secret Trump posts that I'm blocked from. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, shall we move on? If you could be profiled, not racially, profiled in any magazine, what would it be? Would you want a profile, like a or a feature, whatever, profile or feature? Not you're not writing it; it's about you. And if you want, you could explain what it would be about, or no, you could just answer like this magazine. Like, how would you feel? What magazine would make you feel proud to be featured in? Let me word it like that. Reader's Digest. Really? <laughs> I love Reader's Digest, but what? <laughs> the large print edition? Uh, both. Yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, When's the last time you read a Reader's Digest? I like at least 20 years. <laughs> oh, I love Reader's I like the jokes at the back that are like barely funny. Um, yeah. My order is going to be Reader's Digest, mm-hmm. Highlights for Kids. Oh, yeah. Is there a- Highlights for Adults? AARP Magazine. Uh, nice. You're not of the age that you could be, but okay. And then Vogue. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I wasn't joking. Is there a Highlights not for kids? Um, no, I don't think so. I, I'm sorry. I'm just a completist when I say the name of the magazine. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Um... The only magazine I had a lot of respect for was Misguided, which doesn't exist anymore. So... Marissa knows a lot more interesting magazines. I'm literally, like, at the newsstand. (laughs) Or, you know what? At the grocery store checkout. (laughs) Looking at that (laughs) magazine. (laughs) Oh, really? Okay, I don't know. For some reason, I thought you'd have a lot of reference points. Also, there was a magazine called Nylon Magazine, and there was Nylon Men? Or Mm -hmm. Nylon Guy? And I really like Nylon Guy, but I also think that doesn't exist. Basically, every magazine Marissa, I respected... is your apartment on fire? No. Okay, just check. <laughs> Actually, it might... We might want to wait a moment. It might be on fire. Sometimes I hear alarms. I'm like, wow. And then it is for my apartment. <laughs> so I'll wait it till it passes. It's fading now, it sounds like. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Nylon Men's I also like, but I think that might have also been discontinued. So everything I truly respect, it doesn't exist. So let's say, oh, it's like a very, like it's very far below the first one. But my second would be like Bust Magazine, because it's uh-huh. like a an alternative woman's magazine. It's not as edgy as I'd like, and it has a lot of like porn in the back. <laughs> <laughs> uh... So, Bust Magazine, uh, runner-ups would be Enchanted Magazine, formerly known as Fairy Magazine, and... Gothic uh, Beauty. Gothic Beauty doesn't exist in print and anymore. And Cigar Aficionado. Star Chicago? Cigar Aficionado. No. <laughs> yeah, I would have a Gothic Beauty if it existed. It doesn't exist in print. And actually, I I feel bad for to say this, but yeah, I just don't think, like... Digital magazines don't count <laughs> to me. Uh, so third in line would be like, uh, what's cool? 
Magazines really suck now. Like, uh, Food Network. That's sick. Food Network Magazine. Like, you already have a network. Come on. By the way. Okay, I mean, not that... No, I'm not saying that there's there's something wrong with your pick. I'm just saying... Oh, magazines way, are going away and it's a shame that one based on a TV network has to exist I mean I'd rather oh magazine not exist does it? I don't even know if the open magazine still exists I think um, it does. I bought my brother a food network magazine like 10 years ago it was a really good issue and it had like a whole bunch of different cookie recipes and it was just fun to look through and the other day he's like oh I'm getting ready for the holidays I've been reading the food network magazine I was like the magazine? Like the one I bought you 10 years ago? He's like, yeah. And I was like, why don't you just buy a new one? And he's like, I like this one. Yeah. So apparently his Christmas tradition is to reread the magazine every year. You and know, the right magazine, you're always going to find something new, especially with a cooking one. They jam so many true. damn recipes in those. That is very true. Okay. What you got? Let's see your segue. Speaking oh. of cooking... Uh-huh. Okay, that counts. I mean, it depends <laughs> what you're about to follow with. I cooked up some good ideas in the kitchen of the mind. Actually, if I'm going to be fair, I'm going to say, speaking of your brother, because I had him in mind as I was going through researching this particular topic. Not like he was my inspiration, but as I read more about it, I was thinking about him. Okay. This week, I want to talk about something that sounds kind of like a cult, but isn't. Ooh. And that is the idea of intentional communities. So if you want to be okay. simple, it kind of explains itself. Is that like a commune? A community that is put together in t- with intention. <laughs> so it's the same as a commune, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Wikipedia explains in a little more depth, an intentional community is a planned residential community designed from the start to have a high degree of social cohesion and teamwork. The members of an intentional community typically hold a common social, political, religious, or spiritual vision and often follow an alternative lifestyle. They typically share responsibilities and resources. Intentional communities include uh, collective households, co-housing, communities, co-living, eco-villages, monasteries, communes, survivalist retreats, kibbutzim, uh, ashrams. Kibbutzim? Yes, apparently it's... uh, the same concept but in judaism okay if i'm correct i my brother used to work at a community living facility i just wanted to add that in continue and housing co-ops uh new members of an intentional community are generally selected by the community's existing membership rather than by real estate agents or landowners if the land is not collectively owned by the community already so concept's pretty straightforward um, and I think that if you have like some benevolent, responsible person in charge, then it could work out pretty well. <laughs> but to mm. me, it also sounds like it has the possible pitfalls of a cult because there is a section um, in the Wikipedia article that references the Fellowship for International Community, a 2005 publication of their community's directory that says the most common form of governance in intentional communities is democratic being 64% of of respondents said that their community is democratic uh, with decisions made by some form of consensus decision-making or voting. A hierarchical or authoritarian structure governs 9% of communities. 11% are a combination of democratic and hierarchical structure, which is America. 
Um, and 16% do not specify their governance. So, there's definitely an appeal there. Mm-hmm. You get to be heard and in decision-making and stuff like that. Um, but it does sound sort of hippy-dippy, right? Yes. So, while hippie communes have become a cliche, their DNA... Um, I'm reading from the New York Times, guys. <laughs> Okay. Most of this. Until I get into my commentary. <laughs> While hippie okay. communities have become a cliche, their DNA has nevertheless passed down to some of today's intentional communities. Consider Cedar Moon, tucked inside of a state park on seven acres of farmland near the outskirts of Portland, like Oregon. <laughs> Up until 2004, the property was rented out to a rotating cast of free-spirited artists, activists, and musicians who lived in two old-growth timber frame houses. When a developer offered the owner of the land $1.5 million to convert the land into a housing development, longtime residents banned together and uh, saved it from the fate that would have left them homeless. Yeah. And um, and it was also antithetical to their values to sell this shared... You know what I mean? Like, they built this community and now they're like somebody's going to sell it. So... Yeah. They, uh, 16 residents raised $125,000 in a month in order to buy the developer's option contract. That's legalese. We're not going to get into that. But basically, that bought them more time uh, to secure the rest of the $1.5 million in order to, required in order to buy the property from the owner. Um, but the article states nearly half of which, ironically, came from bank loans. <laughs> so you're trying to sort of like take yourself out of, you know, uh, society at large and sort of like community. Well, you just put yourself back. Right. <laughs> now you're beholden to banks and, and everything like that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it, it, that is a situation where the, they didn't own the land, but they were able to still stay there and buy the land eventually. So, Marissa, does this seem like a, a silly idea? Is this something that you've heard of before? This specific case? No. Just the idea of an intentional community, or the phrase intentional community? Uh, I've never heard that phrase, but like I said, I've heard about communes that weren't necessarily cults. I mean, I've technically heard about punk houses, which kind of feel like one. Would that be considered one, kind of? I don't know, because punks don't like rules, right? (laughs) I know, but that's not a thing. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I think, yeah, I think it is technically one. Yeah, so I've I've definitely heard of them. I think in my life sometimes I've been like, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Yeah. I would so, love to have to make less decisions for myself. I can't quite remember what inspired me to take the note about this. I feel like I was watching a horror show or something, and uh, they mentioned it. But um, to me, it's always been like something that I never actually heard about, especially the phrase. But the New York Times actually wrote about it twice this year that I could find, maybe more, um, as early as January 16th and as recently as October 28th. The January piece is sort of like a style piece examining the life of <laughs> living on, an, it, living within an intentional community or three, um, which begins... I wish! Oh my god, I thought you were going to be like style, like clothing. Oh, shit, And that's I didn't right. know where that was going to go and I was so excited. I, w- I wanted to send you this. I'm going to send you this picture in the chat if I can read speak and screenshot all at the same time. <laughs> okay, okay. Because there's a picture in this article that is just breathtaking. 
Um, okay. The Eastwind community is hidden deep in the Ozarks of southern Missouri, less than 10 miles away from Arkansas, or from the Arkansas border, surrounded by jagged hills and tawny fields. So getting there, tawny. Getting there requires traversing country roads that rise, dip, and twist through the chicken wire fence farmed steads and grazing pastures cluttered with rusty agricultural equipment until you reach 1,000... From the page, right? Yeah. Um, do you, Just because I wouldn't imagine you saying farm steps. Do you recall a time in which you were like, I'm going to write like that one day? No. What, I, I mean, no, yes. I definitely did back then, and now right. I read it, and I'm like, where did your mind go that you wrote like this? <laughs> um, where is my tab? Okay. Uh, until you reached 1,145 acres of largely under undeveloped highland forest, where cedar, oak, pine, and mulberry create a dense canopy. <laughs> uh, beneath that canopy are 27 buildings and structures, including four large dormitories, nine personal shelters, a kitchen, a dining facility, an automobile shop, a nut butter manufacturing plant, mm. and a cold storage warehouse, all built over the years by the community since its founding in 1974. Outside farm animals, six piglets, 50 chickens, several dozen brown and white cows, crunch through the carpet of the winter leaves. Oh, man, Marissa, crunch through the carpet of the winter leaves. How is that for writing? Yeah, that's... So That's capital impressive. capital W writing. <laughs> <laughs> he was definitely wearing a, a beret as he wrote that. <laughs> in a coffee shop. Wait, did you send it? Somebody's. I don't know how to see the chat. That's okay. You can see it afterwards if you want. Wait, or you, you can, did send it. I did. Oh. <laughs> oh. I don't like that, Pete. <laughs> Do you want to read the gross. caption for everybody? <laughs> Milk drips onto a dairy cow's hoof. <laughs> I don't know why it upsets me so much, but it, why is that a picture on that article, Pete? Why is it a, first? Why is it a picture at all? Secondly, why is it a picture on this article? Oh. And third, why did I bring it into your life? <laughs> that looks like that would be a picture in like this like avant-garde artist. Like like photography exhibit that had sexual undertone. <laughs> like I don't like it. So can you move on? <laughs> just ahead of the 2020 election, perhaps because the concept or like the the desire, the wish, the dream was in the collective zeitgeist. The New York Times ran a much more direct article, which is called "How to Build an Intentional Community." It is very very short, and leading from the headline, it says. You need a dream, says Shirley Meridine, 90, a founding member of the Older Women's Co-Housing Project, a group of 26 women over 50 who live together in North London. So I guess she said, you need a dream. <laughs> <laughs> in 1998, I like Meridine and a friend, both 68 and living alone, went to a presentation about co-housing and outgrowth from the communities of the 1960s. Afterward, Meridine and her friend imagined a place where women could age together and not end up in a nursing home alone. Quote, dribbling in the corner, Meridine says, we wanted to be in charge of our own lives. I don't know where I'm going. I'm going to Australia, right? Um, yeah, that's definitely Australian. We wanted to be in charge of our own lives as we got older. No, Marissa loves saying papa in every accent. 
<laughs> like you sound like a you sound like a British kid with holes in his gloves. What are those called? A street urchin. How do you know I'm not? Uh, you know what? We don't have video you got this week. Me there. <laughs> What'd you say? Uh, we don't have video this week, so. <laughs> yeah, you know what, guys? That's true. I stand correct. So next uh, in the article, the next paragraph says, write down some guiding, guiding principles. For the older women's co-housing project, these include counter-ageist stereotypes, maintain a balance what? between... I'm sorry? I'm sorry, I heard you, but what? Counter-ageist stereotypes. Oh, okay, never mind. I, you're t- saying that they need to counter-ageist stereotypes. Yes. I heard you as saying, like, counter-ageist stereotypes. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like counterculture, counter yeah. and I was like, "What the fuck does that mean?" So propagate I'm counter thinking. ageist stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Maintain balance between privacy and community. I think this is a good one um, because not a lot of them talk about privacy. And the third one is yeah. no men. "Quote: We didn't want that sort of hierarchy." Meridine says, "Keep membership to a maximum of thirty people." which will allow everyone to know one another and make okay. decisions collectively. If you seek to build a multi-unit infrastructure and not just move in with roommates, you'll most likely need a limited liability corporation, land, financing, architects, and builders. It took years, but the now now the collective consists of 17 apartments owned by their occupants and eight more for renters on fixed incomes. Quote, you have to commit to the work, Mary Dean says. Members rotate among various tasks, finances, gardening, coronavirus sanitizing. Uh, Decisions are made by a consensus during monthly meetings. Though the pandemic has limited their socializing, they have divided up into small groups who check in daily. Younger members do the grocery shopping and prescription pickups. I mean, I don't know. This sounds pretty cool to me. Are you going to tell me something sinister that lies beneath? No. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) okay. But um, if you go out now, if this does sound appealing to you, you can go out to the um, you can go out to ic.org. This is the Foundation for uh, Intentional Community, and you can browse their database of communities and see ones that are in your area, or perhaps um, if you find one that's in your area, ones that are also like accepting new members. So okay. I pulled out a couple, and I wanted to talk about them. Just briefly, because I just kind of browse them. But um, I'm too antisocial. No one would let me in their intentional community. <laughs> There's uh, so I focused a little bit on Pennsylvania because Marissa and I are both in Pennsylvania. Um, but it's... don't dox us. <laughs> Why did I say that like in a weird way? <laughs> Continue. If you put in intentional community in Pennsylvania, uh, the first thing that came up for me anyway was the Altair Eco Village, which is in Kimberton, Pennsylvania. And this is still forming. Uh, They started planning in 99, and they are planning to actually, like, start living together and do their thing in 2022. Is that co-ed, did you say? Yeah, yeah. Um, What other types of questions might you have? Um, are, Are there nudist intentional communities? Oh, probably. Um, I I was meaning about like a particular one. Oh. So this one, for example, has fourteen adult members. Um, currently. Oh yeah, can people have kids in this community? 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. In fact, it's one of the guiding principles to a lot of the community starting because, you know, the general world just seems like it's a little rough for a kid, so maybe to raise them inside of a bubble um, might be a good idea. That's something that could backfire easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I'll that's go through... That's something f- that could turn into the village, the M by M Night Shyamalan. Right. Um, I like that movie, Pete. I don't care what you said. So there is no identified leader for this particular one. Uh, this is the Altair Eco Village, but uh, I mean they're called an Eco Village, so that is worth mentioning, right? Like the yeah, idea is like that environmental blah blah. Like their energy infrastructure, they plan to be connected to the grid, but they do want to do twenty six to forty nine percent renewable energy generation, including solar and clean energy. Um, That's nice. I also wouldn't be allowed in an eco... Uh, you would learn. I mean, if I had to. They definitely, I definitely don't bring anything to the table that would make me a viable candidate. All members join one of our task circles to contribute to the work that needs doing. Land, legal, membership, healthy green living, marketing, site development, sustainability, and financing. Marissa, I guess you're going to have to do marketing. Yeah, gross. Because I don't really see you fitting into any of those other ones. Or maybe I could learn how to do a new skill. Yeah. But uh, who are so, my marketing? Like, do they want a whole bunch of, like, anybody? Like, they don't want everyone to want to live there, right? No, but it's kind of like if you were hiring for a job. Like, you, say you own the company and you want to hire somebody. In an ideal world... You're not just collecting a bunch of paper resumes, sorting through them, bringing in a few people for an interview. You know what I mean? Like, you're not just looking for somebody to fill the chair. You're looking for somebody who's going to be part of the team and who's going to work well with the people that you have and everything like that. So you can kind of think of it like that. There's people filling out applications and what have you. Um, So in this situation, the common facilities would include a common house, Gardens, greenhouses, a vehicle share. A vehicle share sounds great too. Uh, a workshop and a large scale kitchen. A vehicle share could be good, or it could be gross if someone has bad habits. Well, it's shared. Yeah. So then somebody well, just yells at that guy. <laughs> what do you mean? A, what do you mean a large shared kitchen? Do they not have their own kitchen? Oh, it says large scale kitchen. Oh. Um, Meaning that, yeah, perhaps you don't have your own kitchen. Because, oh, Marissa, this is another thing I should have mentioned to you. Um, pretty much everything is considered to be shared. No, I don't want to So this. you're going to have meals with friends. No! Activities. Fucking way! I can't go <laughs> before. No way! This is horrible! If you wanted to, uh, if you're interested in, like, joining up, the um, join fee for the Altair Eco Village is a thousand bucks, and they have monthly fees of twenty five dollars. So I don't really know how they're going to get that one off the ground. It sounds a little frightening. Oh yeah, cause I, oh god, I as I tell you, I purposely do things to make people not want to talk to me during my weekly only forty five minutes. But Zoom what if they were the right think people? I'm going to want to talk. What? What if they were the right people? Like, if there uh, were people, that'd be cool, but I still don't know that I'd even want to have lunch with 
meals with someone every day. Like, maybe mm-hmm. just, like, you, because you understand, like, we don't always need to be, like, engaging each other. But, like, a lot of people don't understand how to just live. <laughs> yeah. It just sounds like it'd be so emotionally draining. It is a complicated part of, um, of I think, most relationships. Getting to know the person enough and accepting them enough that if they're like, I'm in a bad mood today, go away. That you don't take that personally. You know what I mean? That is true. I so bet, let's... like, in most of these communities, if you're like, I'm in a bad mood, can you go away? Then there would have to be a team meeting where <laughs> everyone talks about the correct way to articulate their feelings. I'm sorry. It's possible. I'm being... I'm being judgy. Oh, you want to be judgy? Let's talk about Crystal Creek Permaculture Cluster. I picked uh, this one because Cluster's in the name. <laughs> uh, this I one have is in. Tripophobia, okay? I know. So, this one's in Oregon. Uh, to Their mission statement is to create a housing cluster or neighborhood at Sorero Gordo, uh, providing a sanctuary for those who want to practice living a one-planet vegan lifestyle using permaculture and natural building principles. my gosh. Additionally, we have the following aims. A non-judgmental, loving group process uh, to enable the inhabitants to live harmoniously together. Low-cost housing for those wishing to live uh, sustainable one-planet lifestyles. Eat whole foods, plant-based diet, a.k.a. vegan. Produce most of the food uh, on-site. Source materials from on-site or nearby areas, so like chopping down a tree to make mm-hmm. a house with it. With uh, You're going to need more than one tree. I, I recognize any of you nitpicky people out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then their, their last one is that no dogs are allowed. What? Why? Marissa, this particular... Uh, cluster? Uh-huh. <laughs> How many members do you think there are? Uh, I don't know. Who wants to do the Five? Lower. Two. It's a couple. Yes. What? <laughs> it says two, two adult members. Uh, 50% women, 50% men. So it's a man and a woman who are married? They live on land that they uh, have developed. They own 27 acres. And, yeah, basically, you oh could... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Pete, I know who this is. <laughs> it's that lady who we used to go to grad school with. I hope you know who I'm talking about. Who I used to work with. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, <laughs> I could see that. We know who's who's in this now. Continue. Um, and this is another one where they share a common diet. So, you know, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, how about Huntsville, Arkansas? Now, I know what you're thinking. You're like, Arkansas, that's full of a, dumb, a bunch of dumb people, right? No, I have a friend who's, who's from Arkansas that just got married, so I'm not allowed to say that. <laughs> so the Wellspring Monastery in Huntsville, Arkansas, their vision is to... Um, wait, what? It just says, okay, so this is confusing. Vision, colon, should be there. Christian universalist women will live out the, quote, kingdom on earth as it is in heaven, end quote, 
By living in community and, uh, and in alignment with God's natural laws, we will demonstrate how to do this and teach others how to do the same. A Garden of Eden-like uh, existence is possible. Oh, a Garden of Eden-like existence is possible. Oh. <laughs> the mission um, is to find people who align with the vision of the monastery and develop a core group of people who can then design the village surrounding the monastery so that all kinds of people can participate on different levels. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I mean, like, I, I always, I think I was tempted to, like, look into nunneries and whatnot at some point in my life. However, really, just going by, you know, their their, their pitch, I, I imagine that the cult I covered last week called the, the, what is it, the, the Movement for the Restoration of the Ten Commandments of God, well I'm sure they pitched their compound as something comparable. But with men. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, I don't... I just feel it like it's a slippery slope. It seems that, like... I mean, they're... This particular one, they started mm-hmm. planning in 2016, and they hope to start living together in 2020, but I don't know if it's actually happened yet. Um, That's a lot of planning. Their website is a WordPress.com site. Oh, wow. And so That's there's... Rough. There's a lot uh, in this that sounds very specific. It sounds like something that was made by one person. And I'll... I bet there's only two people in this one, too. Um, There's a section in their list of... um, In their description that says safety. Although we are never totally safe, we will aim to make our community a safe place. Emotionally, physically, and spiritually. We will at some point have guns to protect us. (laughs) Okay, first of all, no thank you. Second of all... But it does say, we will not object if someone does not want to protect us using lethal force. What? Okay, you see? No, this this sounds like... I don't like this now. <laughs> why, why do you even need to tell in, like, your mission statement that you need to protect yourself? Doesn't it go without saying that it's supposed to be a safe space? This one um, doesn't say how many members they have, but there is, yes... One identified leader. <laughs> they have none. <laughs> they have but none. Uh, they do have a swimming pool, a fire pit, a gym. I would join a comp, uh, a whatever they're called, for a fire pit. <laughs> as long as I got access to it, I would feel like always the same people will get access to the fire pit. So I would hope like they had a sign up sheet. And that, like, Mindy and her cool people weren't always using it, even, uh, you know, past their sign-up sheet time. And then if I complain, then we have to have another group meeting about our feelings. <laughs> um, Marissa had a great judgy, dormitory experience, if, if apparently. I, <laughs> <laughs> I would say I had a complicated one at first, a horrific one, then I had a fantastic one. So I do know that I could... Perhaps, you know, cohabitate with someone who I'm not... I mean, I know you're not living in the same house, but, like, I could maybe create a community of very, very specific people. But um, the reason why I'm judgy is because there have been a few people in my life who live, like, in a group house or, like, a punk house or, like, kind of communal living. And I thought that would make them some of the most open-minded people ever. And they were always the most touchy, overdramatic, sensitive 
catty people ever. I don't mean catty like a woman term. I mean, like, they were always just, like, like, they were just such drama. I'm like, so I feel like always anyone who says I'm a free spirit or, you know, we create an emotionally safe space, mm-hmm. it's like thou doth protest too much, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry, continue. So I just want to talk about two more. Um, one is the Camp Hill School in Glenmore, Pennsylvania. Our mission mm-hmm. is to create wholeness for children and youth with developmental disabilities through education, extending family living. Uh, and therapy so that they may be better understood. They may have a more fully, oh, they may f- more fully unfold their potential and they may meaningfully participate in life. This sounds like a good I mean, idea, right? Cool. Right. Yes. Um, but I wanted to talk about this one. I wanted to talk about this one just because um, there's an aspect to this that that I didn't think about because I really do love the concept of I'm not trying to like change anybody's mind, but I do like the concept of, you know, um, like personally, again, not trying to change anybody's mind, but to know that there are so many wealthy people out there and so many poor people out there, it's kind of like, well, geez, that seems like pretty easy to fix, right? <laughs> like yeah. just Robin Hood that shit. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but one of the things I didn't think about in a situation like that is that at this particular place, you give your money to the organization. Like, your okay. all of your income goes into this place. You go to work, you come home, your paycheck goes into this place, and then they... Dis- all of your income? Yeah, then they distribute the money across the community to make sure that it gets so fairly distributed. Communism? Isn't that, like, <laughs> communism adjacent? We put the commune in communism. <laughs> Yeah, is it? I mean, I know it's an oversimplification, but like, but is it like? If you think about like a shared community, it makes sense that you would do that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I like it, but I don't. Yeah. But I like the idea of it at least. But another thing about this one is that there is a three to twelve month commitment. So you try it out. If you don't like it, you can get out of there. Okay, that's good. A lot can um, happen in three months. There's also the Spring Valley Bruderhof. Um, okay. Their mission statement, love your neighbor, share everything. We believe that another way of life is possible. No. <laughs> Just no. Well, this I don't is actually to share with your neighbor in, in its mission statement. This is the one that made me think of your brother a little bit. Okay. Uh, this is a community in southwestern Pennsylvania. I never want your brother going to southwestern Pennsylvania ever. Okay. Okay. It's a bad place. <laughs> oh, I don't. What? What? What's a place in southwestern Pennsylvania? Exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay. Any place in Pennsylvania that you don't know a town in is completely covered in Confederate flags. That's my yeah, position. Yeah, I totally believe that. Okay. <laughs> um. It's an intentional community in southwestern Pennsylvania. We have our own school up to the 10th grade, a daycare, laundry, kitchen, and an organic garden where we grow most of our vegetables. Cool. So I can already see him working at the school. Yeah. Their adult membership is 300 people. That's pretty okay. nice. Yeah. You can, like, avoid people you don't like, that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> and it says duties, fees, or shared expenses, no, but your shared okay. income is all or close to all. So again, you'd be dumping your money into it, um, mm. but also benefiting from you know 
the stuff around it. Now, the reason that the reason that this reminded me of your brother is that I think your brother is a very warm and kind person. Yeah. Okay, good. So, <laughs> um, yeah, their website says, love your neighbor, take care of each other, share everything, especially in these challenging times. We at the Bruderhof believe that another way of life is possible. We're not perfect people, but we're willing to venture everything to build a life where there are no rich or poor, where everyone is cared for, everyone belongs, and everyone can contribute. We're pooling all of our income, talents, and energy to take care of one another and reach out to others. We believe that God wants us wants to transform the world here and now. This takes a life of discipleship, sacrifice, and commitment. But when you truly love your neighbor as yourself, peace and justice become a reality. Oh, is this religious based? Uh, most of them are. Yeah. Okay. Uh, again, I like the idea of it. I could see it going awry very quickly. Right. Uh, but I like where their heart is. But one of the things that about about this particular Bruderhof group is that they are actually um, spread about. So, let's see. Where is it? Life in our community. Ah, oh, crap. I can't find it now. Question. You said that your income goes back into the community. Does that mean you work for the community or you work for outside places? Because if it was an outside place, how do they know how much you make? Oh, you would work out. Yeah, you would have a job someplace else. But then, like, no matter how much you make, it goes back into the community. So people who make a whole bunch are giving way more than people who don't make a whole bunch. See, you get it, Bernie. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Okay, I just want to make sure I got that. So, Bruderhof is international, but within the United States, they have uh, communities in Florida, New York, Minnesota. Um, I know I already said New York, but I mean, like, Harlem. (laughs) Okay, okay. Uh, North Carolina, West Virginia, Morgantown, West Virginia. Hashtag Sarah Pritchard. Um, (laughs) I've never heard that in my life. Yeah. And they all look really simple. And I think that sometimes, for me personally anyway, there's always like a point where it's like, man, like my whole entire job I think is completely useless. Oh, mine too. (laughs) And wouldn't it be great if I could feel like I actually contributed to something, you know? (laughs) And live a simpler life without like all the crap and, you know, not being on my phone and all that sort of stuff. Stuff that I do theoretically have control over, but... Um, so I feel like this is kind of a romantic idea, but I also... <laughs> we lost you, Marissa. <laughs> My phone flew across the room. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, like, it seems like a very romantic idea, but it also seems like you are correct. It could definitely go awry really quick. But um, I think that if you keep to that whole idea of community, you know... Uh, governance, then maybe it maybe it wouldn't. Follow up point yeah. for me, Pete Phillips. I think uh-huh. I might like conflict too much to uh, <laughs> survive in one of these places. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> for sure. It's always been a situation. You and Marissa and I are together, or if we're separate, um, it's like. We always have to find somebody in the room to sort of, like, target frustration or something. 
if you see us and you don't know us, we probably see the really kind, really quiet people, but like really bad. In grad school, people thought we were like huge dicks sometimes because we would sit and eat with each other and we would sit next to each other at readings and stuff like this. But like we wouldn't really get involved with other people, and um, maybe we, we were like, jerks, but actively made took measures to not be involved with anyone else. Yeah. Uh, there are people that never mind. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Okay, good to do. Um. So some of these start with families that sort of bring in friends and stuff like that. But yeah, I think I think it was I, I think that kind of covers what I was thinking. It's sort of like a very interesting perspective and an interesting endeavor. Um, and I think that like if you could reconcile, uh, still, uh, how do you say this? Like like living with a bunch of people and helping each other out. So like you were talking about communism and what have you, but like if you were doing it on a small scale basis of thirty people, mm-hmm. would that be so bad? Yeah, I, I Again, can't believe that. Uh, but, you know, now that I think about it, though, right, let's just say hypothetically you work with another person who barely does anything and you do all the work. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that feels shitty sometimes. And so there might be times, too, yeah, where if you do have one of these jobs where you're sort of, like, pulling down lots of money, I guess that's the thing. I would wonder about that. Yeah, what's our disciplinary action for when, you know... Joe oh, yeah. over there is not pulling his weight. <laughs> like, I was just thinking the other day how Pete was saying how he feels like something's his job, you know, isn't really making a difference. Like, my boyfriend came home and he was like, oh, man, this guy, he was having an issue and they couldn't run any tests on him. And thank God, you know, I knew how to do this one thing nobody knew how to do. You know, I could have ended up saving his life. Like, what was going to happen if I wasn't there? And I was like, today I wrote a blog post. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. So, like, yeah, uh, if I was, like, a doctor in that community and it's someone else's me, I'd be like, the fuck is this? I have um, tried to capitalize on my job so much that now it's I sent a bunch of people links to stuff that they could have found on their own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel privileged. <laughs> so, yeah, I... um. I just thought that was an interesting concept. I made a note about it, like I said, a long time ago. And uh, this week, um, I had something else in mind, but it didn't come. It didn't work out right. So I thought I would just throw that at you and let you. I like it. Think about it. Yeah. Uh, has it has it enticed you? No, because like, I I think. I mean, I'm not pretending to be any better than anybody else, so I think I might be like, um, can't think of the right word, susceptible. Uh, I think I might be susceptible to the same, you know, trappings of of times that we've seen this kind of happen in the in the past. So, you know, like if you think of Jamestown, Jonestown, Jonestown. Okay. You know, if you think of Jonestown, like that sounds like it was a an intentional community. And yeah, when did it convert over to cult? <laughs> oh yeah, as someone who was part of a what the hell are they called? Uh, like a Pentecostal adjacent um, evangelical. I'm not even thinking of the right word. One of those crazy churches that did crazy things, 
and we were in there a long time. Uh, I see how close I am to being sucked into a cult at all times, so I take preventative measures. Uh, I've decided one day, however, I will join a, uh, what is it called, a conscious community? What I just talked about for an hour? Oh, an intentional community. Sorry, yeah. Uh, I, I think one day maybe I'll be open to an intentional community population of two, and I'll call the other person my husband. <laughs> okay. As long as you get listed in the directory, then it counts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe, never mind, I was going to bring it further, but let me not do that. Um, yeah, oh, oh, by the way, I guess full disclosure because I forgot Pete's entire topic, I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking water. Oh, why so boring? Um, it it had has happened like three times that I think I have COVID, but I'm just dehydrated. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm really oh, trying I- to focus on that. <laughs> you know, we've talked before. Sometimes we drink and then we get like cold symptoms the next day. Yeah. I was reading how, like, a lot of people are, like, I guess allergic to, like, sulfites or some shit in red wine. Like, I know that maybe... Red wine makes me, gets me real messed up, yeah. Yeah, so there's this shit. I don't know if it works or not. I'm going to try. It's these little, like, they're, like, usually shaped like tea bags. And uh, when you have a glass of wine, you put it in there, and it's supposed to, like, kind of filter out that stuff. And it's supposed to help you not have all those adverse reactions. Uh, Because, yeah, I keep getting red wine headaches really bad. Uh, so yeah, sorry, this probably sold you off the show. But yeah, I feel like I had everybody. red wine maybe like once or twice, and I was like, nope, never again. This is gross. I Meaning that I feel gross. gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, but it feels so gross, but so good. <laughs> anyway, did you? Plugs. Do you have any plugs? <laughs> um, this is not something I think I actively like, but. Oh, no, no, I have two plugs. One, I don't think I actually like it, but I want to plug it anyway. I don't feel like brown people, people of color, brown and black people, get, like, really good high-budget Christmas movies. (laughs) And this year on Netflix, there's something with, like, Forrest Whitaker and and, uh, Keegan-Michael Key and, like, a bunch of other people uh, Mm -hmm. called Jingle Jangle. And it, it's for, like, kids. So, like, that's why I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch it. But it looks, like, really fantastical and, like, really whimsical. And it's uh, mostly starring people of color. So I thought that was cool to see, like, yeah. you, you know, see yourself being represented if you're a person of color for Christmas. So it's called Jingle Jangle, and it's on Netflix now. Um, also, called, though, don't you know? forget, Boo, a Medea Christmas Carol. No. Oh, my God. No, it's not Boo that. 3, a Medea Christmas Carol. There, yeah, there is a Medea Christmas movie that literally has a scene I find so funny that I don't watch the movie too many times. Like, I'll save it for once a year because yeah, I don't yeah. want to desensitize myself to it because it was so fucking funny. It was Medea trying to, like, recount the Christmas story to a room full of students, but she doesn't <laughs> know it, so she's just, like, making it up on the spot and so fucking weird anyway yes i like medium movies yes they may be problematic but anyway uh and my other plug is if you listen to a lot of podcasts like me you may have heard other podcasts 
um, promoting a phone game called Best Fiends. And <laughs> it's really good, and I play it all of the time. They don't pay us to say that. No, they don't. I wish they did. But sadly, they don't. But I play it anytime I'm not actively doing something else, which is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what's your plug? All right. So this weekend, my back hurt, so I didn't want to move around a lot. I cleaned up my apartment, and then I just tried to lay for a while. Okay. On Saturday, I watched all of the last season of American Horror Story, and it was terrible and boring. Oh, wait, the, the 80s one, or is there another Yeah, one? the 19, 1980s one. Um, okay. But then the next day, I was like, man, you know how you just want to watch something where you can sort of, like, turn your brain off a little bit? Mm-hmm. Not entirely, but, like, a little bit. Yeah. So I downloaded the CW app. Oh, man, what did you watch? I watched the show in the DC universe called Stargirl. I'm sad you didn't watch Riverdale, but continue. No, come on. And um, and I really liked it. Okay, I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's uh, a teenager, Courtney Whitmore, joins the Justice Society of America based on the character from TV, DC Comics. Um, but it's kind of a fun show, and I don't know why I keep falling for not like not like romantically but like falling for <laughs> storylines of teenage girls becoming superheroes i just think it's great <laughs> you're an interesting man <laughs> and what's cool about it is luke wilson is in it and they're like oh my god you're still around <laughs> yeah luke yeah, wilson is doing that's luke wilson is the stepfather and amy smart is the mother oh amy smart that's a shame <laughs> And so, uh, and Jim Gaffigan's going to be in the second season, which I'm not too crazy about, but whatever. It's about. See, that, that is not like that's a shame. That seems appropriate. But um, it's a story where uh, she has some magical staff, and the dad is her sidekick, or her stepdad is her sidekick. No, and he's thank he's a you. giant robot, and uh, yeah. Okay. Sounds interesting. Not going to watch it, but sounds interesting. Well, sometimes, like, I was like, oh, Supergirl, maybe this will be interesting to watch. I did and then Supergirl. I, but then I was like, man, there's so many seasons of this, I'm never going to catch up. So this yeah. one just has one season, and if you uh, are sitting on your ass for a whole weekend, you can bang out 14 episodes in no time. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, because I we're taking off for Thanksgiving, I just want to say Happy Thanksgiving. And if you do have Apple TV, watch Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Whatever it's yeah. called. <laughs> it's Thanksgiving, Charlie Brown. Does that sound right? <laughs> Charlie Brown, I think it's, give thanks. I think it's also a good time, um, even though it's not 100% accurate, if I recall. Marissa, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Uh, nothing like The you Holidays should, with the history. You should have an immediate reaction. <laughs> what? So, oh, see, I was wrong. Okay, so our favorite—I'm gonna just take it. Okay, our our shared favorite Thanksgiving movie is. That's my favorite Thanksgiving slash Christmas movie. Yes, it's both. See, the other one is just a Christmas movie, but Four Brothers is my favorite joint holiday movie. Mm-hmm. God, Garrett Hemlin, you had so much promise at the start, and then you became lame. 
<laughs> How did he become lame? Tron? By dating Kirsten Dunst. Uh, that'll do it. Yeah, guys, Four Brothers is so good. Mark Wahlberg, Andre 3000, Garrett Hedlund was really hot, and who's the other person? Oh, Tyrese. Tyrese. Right? Tyrese, yes. So good. Uh, Sofia Vergara. Uh, man, that movie is so good. It doesn't look like it's actually streaming anywhere for free right now. Holy shit. I do have a DVD of it, but I don't have a DVD player. But there is there is enough time, or you could rent it for I'll as low as two Amazon. bucks. I'm so yeah. glad you reminded me. I totally forgot. <laughs> I'm watching it this weekend. Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you guys for listening. And thank you for being thankful. Thanks. Yeah, I'm thankful you guys still listen to us. Yeah, I I hope it's cool that we take the week off. Um, If I have a chance, I'll try to throw together some sort of, like, cut thing. Oh, also, check out our Patreon, because uh, this week we posted Marissa's uh, voicemails from when she had bats. Oh, God. (laughs) These are dark times. That's it. Okay, everybody, bye. bye.